0: Welcome to the poem of the week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor, Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen. Good day, Mark. How are you? I'm good, Mike. Good to talk to you. Yes, nice poem uh, this month. It uh, really got me thinking. It's published in Lancet. I'll give the, uh, the reference in a second. We, we know that those with diabetes are at increased risk for hypertension, for renal disease, for ophthalmologic disease, a host of other microvascular problems. But today's poem was a, a bit of a surprise to me. I guess there are clinical reasons to hypothesize that lowering blood pressure, or at least the drugs used to lower blood pressure, might somehow decrease the risk of diabetes. Perhaps a medical uh, example of putting the cart before the horse. Again, um, from Lancet, you've picked a a very provocative poem published in 2021. It starts on the page 1803. The clinical question that it attempts to answer, does lowering blood pressure uh, decrease the risk of type 2 diabetes in persons with hypotension? This is specifically looking at ACEs and ARBs. Mark, uh, what did they find?
1: Yeah, they looked at ACEs and ARBs. They also looked at other drug classes, and that seems to be really one of the most important points. Not um, So, it, interesting study. Yeah, so they pooled, this is individual patient data, there are 22 RCTs, and the, you have these collaboratives of researchers where they get together, they agree to share their data, and then collaboratively reanalyze it. So, this was individual patient data from 22 studies, evaluating a bunch of different antihypertensives for treatment of hypertension, not treatment of diabetes. They had to have at least a 1,000 person years of follow-up in each intervention arm to be included, and they had to report on the development of type 2 diabetes mellitus. Now, one caveat is that the development of type 2 diabetes probably wasn't a primary outcome for these studies, so the reliability of that assessment may be a little bit less uh, high quality than if it had been an original intention, if the study was actually designed to study this. So some of the studies had a placebo arm, others compared drugs head to head. In the latter situation, the arm or the drug with the greater reduction in systolic blood pressure was considered the intervention arm, and the other one was considered the comparator. So they excluded folks who had diabetes at baseline, which is what you wanna do in, in this kind of a study. They had over 145,000 participants total with a median of just under five years of follow-up. Overall, during that time, 6.8% developed type 2 diabetes. And that seems about right if you take a bunch of middle-aged or older hypertensives, you know that seems about right that about one in 14 would develop diabetes over a five-year period. The crude rate of incident type 2 diabetes in the intervention group was lower, but not statistically significantly lower than in the comparison group, 15.9 versus 16.4. Now they did some fancy statistics to adjust. um, And they report that a reduction of systolic blood pressure by five millimeters was associated with an 11% reduced risk of developing diabetes. But the really important, I think, major message out of this is that they found that compared to placebo, there was a, a much lower risk of type 2 diabetes with ACEs and ARBs 15 to 16 percent lower there was no association of calcium channel blockers with developing diabetes and there was actually an increased risk of diabetes with beta blockers and thiazides relative risks of Mm. 1.5 and 1.2 so in this study the bottom line aces and ARBs were associated with a decreased risk of developing type 2 diabetes and beta blockers and thiazides were associated with an increased risk and i think there's you know, we say association, the, this was based on randomized trial data. It was a secondary analysis. There were some, you know, they had to do a little torturing of the data, but not in an, in, I, they didn't have an ax to grind, I would say. And they did see that there was this association with the decreased risk. So, you know, maybe that uh, helps us as we're trying to think about what the best initial therapy is for our patients with uh,
0: hypertension. I, I suspect that lots of listeners will already be using ARBs and, and ACEs as initial um, initial agents. I uh, would like to push you on this uh, for one second. I'm wondering, for those patients who are at risk for diabetes, either because of family history or perhaps because of, of uh, their phenotype what do you think? I mean, sh- if they don't have high blood pressure, is there evidence that low dose Aces or ARBs might be preventive? Well, there's
1: the poly pill theory, right? That yeah, right, basically right. you put everybody in the world on a low dose of some combination. Now, now that poly pill, the way it was originally formulated, included a diuretic, I think an ACE, um, aspirin, a right. bunch of things that we now know probably aren't as helpful as you know we we no longer are really. Enthusiastic about aspirin for primary prevention. Uh, certainly not of cancer. It probably increases the, the risk of cancer uh, and, and modestly decreases vascular events and causes bleed. So, yeah, it's uh, I, I wouldn't go there. I, I wouldn't go there yet. I think that's an interesting area to study. I haven't. I'm not aware of any studies looking particularly at you know the, the sort of pre-diabetes population. Um, yeah. You know, most of those studies have used metformin, and, and to me, that's not really. Preventing diabetes when you're given a drug to lower your blood sugar, you're basically right. treating diabetes at that point. Right, rate. right. You know, they call it prevention. I'm like, oh, you're actually taking a medicine for diabetes. Out of right, prevention.
0: Right. Uh, Interesting. Something we yeah. can watch in the future. Thanks, Mark. Uh, we'll talk uh, in a week. Yep. Sounds good. Well, that's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem.